the FCS college football experience championship game reaction show. And look ahead into 2024 uh, on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is peer to peer social betting platform that's US based and legal in 40 different states. Head to cut.com. That's K U T T.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by SGPN's NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost. Free to enter and twenty thousand dollars in Edge Boost deposit bonuses are up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Just a dominating, dominating performance by the South Dakota State Jackrabbits to make it back to back national championships. Go Jacks, as they say. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists. And lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Sometimes you gotta do that. Pretend it never happened, and that's what I had to do with my Montana. My Montana plus the points. Got it at 13 and a half, 14. I added at one bet, 13 and a half, double down on 14. And I lost both. It's terrifying. Talk all about it. I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for. Well, if you've been down to Florida, if you've seen any of those, that one police academy down there in Florida. All right, you seen any of that shit with the movie Wild Things? Uh, well, there's a bunch of Florida movies. Something about Mary. Right? You've been down there, you've seen all that shit. South Beach, the glitz, the glamour. Well, you know, among all that is this guy. They call him the Gulf Coast guru. He's riding around on power boats. He's, he's you know, always got a cocktail with some type of uh, pineapple, mango fusion in, involved. Give it up for Mike Rose, aka Golf Coast Guru. How are you doing, brother? My man, what's going on? Yes, fucking, uh, you had me at something about Mary. I, I gotta watch that movie, man. I haven't <laughs> seen that in years. It's one of my favorite comedies. I love that one. 
You think Brett Favre? You think Brett Favre sent a dick pic to uh, Cameron Diaz on set? Oh my God! He probably sent him to all of them. Actually, yeah, probably probably didn't have the cat. You know, he had to do old school. He probably just dropped by a little, uh, little Polaroid shot because back then you didn't have the iPhone. You had to do the little. She got a little message underneath the uh, hotel room door saying, (laughs) "Favre, Favre wants you, baby." Um, Man. Dominating performance in the FCS national championship game as uh as yeah. I was wrong and uh I was just completely taken back. I knew I knew they were the best defense in the land, but at the same time, um I did not expect that big of a dominating win. Um but I would also argue points from it, but obviously uh the Jacks grabbed that. You know, it is great for the sport. I know, you know, I would like to see Bobby Hawk who's turned into the Marv Levy. I feel like of Owen four now in FCS national championship games, it would have been great to see Montana get the win, but I do think it's great to strengthen that South Dakota state, North Dakota state, you know, battle the rivalry, Dakota marker shit. Um, just because South South Dakota state's been in what three of the what uh, is the last three national championships? They've been in the game one, two yep. of the three They're start the tie. You, if you look closely, if you look closely, you know, I, I'm no expert, but uh, to quote, uh, to quote former uh, president of ours, I think you would notice that uh, uh, I think tide turning. I see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Did I say those words? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because they have really, I, I, I'm waiting to see how North Dakota state strikes back. That's the war within the war. You know what I mean? Or the war outside of the war. Like yes, FCS every year is fantastic. But now from, from, a, from a bird's eye view of, of FCS college football, now we get to see North Dakota state, see if they can rally the troops. Obviously they had the coaching change, but what'd you make of this game, man? Yeah, um, you know, for one, I won some money off this game, so I was pretty happy. I did. Uh, I got South Dakota State right off the rip. I took it at twelve and a half. Um, I mean, what I make of this game is this: this program right now is they're fully invested in football. They're rolling. They're dominant. I think they're great for the FCS. I think uh, more eyes got to get on this team. This is a really fun thing that's going on. You got everything there. Uh, you got the uniforms. You got the wild fan base. I mean, you got star-studded team. And uh, yeah, like you said, three straight trips to the national championship, winning two of them, uh, kind of knocking Big Brother, what used to be Big Brother, uh, North Dakota State off the high horse. So I, I love everything about it. I, I wish Montana would have came and showed out a little more. I think I kind of know some of your points you're going to make about why this should have been a closer game. Uh, they they got after themselves a little bit throughout this game with uh, turnovers and stuff like that. So um, man, it's phenomenal, and I, I'm curious to know where you think South Dakota state would rank up in the FBS? Like where would they fall into the mix? Yeah. I mean, they, I think they're definitely a top 25 team. Like I think they're <laughs> definitely, so? I mean, at, at worst case scenario, top 40, mm-hmm. but I mean, let's pull up the final top 25 here uh, in the FBS. Uh, but I mean, I would just imagine like, I think they're better than a lot of other teams. Um, 
And when they open the the season at Oklahoma state next year. So yeah, if I'm looking at number 25, 20, like they play NC state, I'm taking South Dakota state. Oh yeah. Me too. They play Liberty. I think I'm taking South Dakota state. Um, Now they did play Iowa, but that was at Iowa. And what that was a what was that final score like six to three or something like that? It was something, something. Yeah, something. And that was two safeties and a field goal. Um, I so I do think there's somewhere between like twenty, which NC State's twenty one, and forty. Because I don't know that I necessarily agree that this is the most accurate twenty five. Because I JMU's on the outside. I think Jamie would beat Liberty. you know, there's other ones you can make compelling cases for, but yes, I think there's somewhere between 20 and 40. You look, they got NFL players, uh, you know, in a lot of different spots. So uh, the the proof's in the pudding and man, that was a dominating performance. Now I will say, okay. So if you, if you didn't get a chance to watch the game, folks out the gate, South Dakota state drives down. Well, actually I think they, they, they didn't score until maybe it was the second possession. I think but Isaiah Davis opened up the game with a touchdown seven 75 yard drive. I feel like, I think it was the first drive though. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Montana drives all the way down to the one yard line. And when I say the one yard, line, like the inch yard line and they get stopped on a fourth and goal. That was the biggest play of the game to me because that was so huge. Uh, South Dakota was able to get out of there. And then, you know, later on Montana, the second quarter, Montana adds a field goal. So it's sitting there at seven and three at halftime, but it could have been 10 to seven. And then in the third quarter, Gronowski, you know, 10 yard touchdown run. He also had the pass to Jaden Janke. Uh, And then you, you had a late field goal by Hunter Dustman. Uh, in in the third, and that was the game. But that touchdown is the reason why you cover the game. And really, if you look at like the stats, you know, so many games we've done o- over the years where you you dive into the stats. And normally, there's a gigant when you see a twenty three to three game. There's normally a big gap. This one wasn't that big. I mean, if anything, South Dakota State was four of eleven on on third and fourth down. Montana was six of 21 on third and fourth down. They did see that's, that's the difference to me though. Just two and five on, on fourth down. And that to me kind of is, it, it was the reason why South Dakota state won the game. I mean, I know it's, they would, they were the better team. South Dakota state certainly was, but I'm just saying like the yardage. Okay. South Dakota state only had 104 more yards. than they both had the same amount of first downs. Um, now maybe you can argue some of that was in, in garbage time, but the real X factor too is South Dakota State was able to establish the run with 188 yards compared to Montana's just 47 yards, 1.6 yards a rush. But I do think Montana should have covered this game. And uh, you know, if you score at the one yard line there, that's a cover for everybody. And if you look into the stats, to me, if you were to not show the score and look at the stats, you would say that would not be a 20 point game. Is that fair? Yeah, that's a fair assessment, man. And then, and, you know, just to compound on that, I, I mean, the turnovers, you, you can't turn over when you're the, when you're the team that's, that's weaker, the lesser of the two teams, which we all kind of knew uh, Montana was going into this game. You can't make that many turnovers, you know, South Dakota state had one early. It really, it came right after that fourth down stand uh, that they had in Gronowski through the pick. So 
I mean, that would have been a time to capitalize, you know, go out there. You, you didn't score on that fourth down, but okay, you got the turnover. Let's go back down. They got a field goal. So that's, that's cool. But I mean, the turnovers in the second half just really killed them. And, and, you know, when you're playing a defense like this and a team that can run the ball as well as this team can, you can't make those mistakes. And to me, that's, that's the whole difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-mm-mm. um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, what a win for the Jackrabbits. What a win Two back-to-back national championships. And that's, what's interesting too, is I'm, I'm hearing speculation that Gronowski is going to return. I know that, uh, you know, Isaiah Davis is going to be off to the NFL. He's going to be drafted, but there are a lot of players that can return for South Dakota state. Um, maybe the, the offense takes a bigger hit. I feel like, but the defense might be in decent shape. Uh, for a potential three-peat and essentially four straight FCS national championships. I know it's way too early to really talk about that, but what's your thoughts on that? I mean, they definitely got the ball rolling. I think uh, things could be a little more difficult as uh, I, you know, not to be a homer, but as my penguins continue to kind of keep getting on the right track in, in conference there, uh, I think North Dakota state with the uh, coaching hire coming from Wyoming uh, name slipping my head at the moment. Uh, Tim Pulasic. Yeah. Pulasic. Um, I think that's a home run hire for them. Honestly, I think that's a really, really good hire for the bison. And I think they're going to be, you know, right there, right back in the mix. So, um, man, I, I think this team could keep rolling. I'm interested to see, I'm sure we're going to get to it with, uh, Zach Luan kind of, you know, an offensive guru, 28 years old offensive coordinator taken off to the FBS yes, and getting an offensive coordinator job in the big 10. Um, I'm curious to see how big of a part is that? Cause I mean, when you have a young star coach like that and you got an offense that's rolling, I mean, I know the defense is still good, but uh, you're losing a lot of players on offense. Like you said, I think that could, that could really have an impact on this team. Yeah, folks. And I think what he's referring to is the fact that uh, their, their offense coordinator, you said Zach Lawan took what the job at, uh, at Northwestern. At, yeah. Northwestern. Uh, I'm trying to blank on the Braun Braun. Uh, yeah. And they went out then and, and they got aggressive and they hired what uh, the F- North Dakota's offensive coordinator. So a lot of, a lot of movement here uh, coming into South Dakota now. Um, so Tommy Schuster, the, the star quarterback from North Dakota, we saw him leave for Michigan state. Uh, they had a great year. They made the FCS playoffs, but Danny, Fr- Danny friend friend, uh, will be the new offensive coordinator. He jumps from the fighting Hawks of North Dakota to South Dakota state, replacing Lawan Pass, He's been the, the OC at North Dakota for the past 13 years. So that's quite the hit. This is not like a two year thing there. Um, what well, that'll be interesting to see because, you know, if, if Gronowski comes back, little long in the tooth, you know, sometimes you get the, the fifth year senior, six year senior doesn't want to switch off its coordinators, but something to monitor moving forward. And obviously uh, North Dakota state, you know, going to be fascinating to watch too, is a bunch of their guys that we thought would go to the FBS or to the NFL draft did return uh, at least as of right now that can all change. As you see, I feel like every day on, on Twitter, but yeah, I mean, and then let's talk about the other side of this coin. The Montana Grizzlies, the Montana Grizzlies 
Clifton McDowell has like his seventh year of eligibility or sixth year of eligibility. He can come back next year, but no, he's hitting the portal after a great season. I don't understand that one. Do you? No, man. And, and I'm getting a little frustrated with it. I mean, this is, this is off the top of my head. The third that I can think of with uh, McCoy or Idaho Poff from uh, Albany and now McDowell uh, with Montana, the second they lose, they, they book and, and they're trying to get out and a couple I mean, McDowell, you know, I don't even really know where the, where the landing spot's going to be, you know, same with, same with Poff. I was a little disappointed to see Poff. I, I know we'll probably talk about it a little more, but Miami, I, I don't know that he has a home there and I don't know what, what the hurricanes have done for a quarterback prospect in quite a while anyway. So I, I don't know if I'm these kids, I think I stay with these programs and let it ride, especially with the eyeballs getting on the FCS. So, um, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a baffling one to me, McDowell. Yeah. And he had just came over from what central Arkansas. And I mean, I don't know that you're going to get a better opportunity than going to the FCS national championship. If you come back, I, I was just perplexed by all these moves. We'll talk about some of them in a second, but yeah, Montana, obviously going to have to find a new quarterback. They do have, you know, they did get some good news. I think, uh, you know, a couple of key players. I know they lose Osmo uh, at the running back spot this year, but the, a couple of their wideouts are going to be back next year. Uh, and, and that is enough. You would think with McDowell, you know what Aaron Fontes is, is supposed to be back next year. Maybe he hits the portal. Who knows? Same with junior Berg and the star returner. You would think Montana would be tuned up and ready for a next, uh, another run, another crack at uh, potentially winning the FCS national championship, but shocking news there. And I think that's got to be concerning if you're a Montana Grizzly fan. We're going to talk more about it, folks. But first, I want to tell you, folks out there, that the college football experience, the FCS college football experience, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football Playoffs. Uh, and look, they're bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. So what are you doing folks? Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code SGP. Once again, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 8777-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available uh, for problem gambling. Call 888 888- Seven eight nine seventy seven seventy seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21, uh, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. Cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Look, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having at that very event. So what are you doing, folks? Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Perfect for the rest of the college basketball season. And as the road to March madness heats up also perfect for the NFL playoffs, download the game time app, create an account, redeeming code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, terms apply, create that account, redeeming code CFBX for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last bit of tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by cut cut is a peer to peer social betting platform. That's us based and legal in 40 States. They got P2P social betting and it is a brand new and better way to bet 
bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. Plus tons of fun social features that will give you a feel of basically like a betting social network cut offers, lower VIG, fully customizable odds. You can create your own bet and get this cut handles all the payment side of things. So you're going to have to, you're not going to have to grab the old Billy club and look for old Tommy down the street and wait for him to come out of his fucking uh, barbershop and crack him in the face to get you $200. No, you're not going to have to do that. All right. They handle all the money. All right. Social features equal, uh, you know, group chats, betting leaderboards, head to head history, user profiles, fan groups, all that good stuff. So what are you doing folks? Head to cut.com. That's K U T T.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. All right. We are back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it could have been a closer game. The FCS national championship, um, but at the same time, I, I I'm okay. Even pissing away my money with South Dakota state, uh, you know, getting that dub and inching closer, making that rivalry against North Dakota state a little more intense. There was a lot of news going on, um, in, in the sport over the past week or two here, past 10 days. Uh, I think one of the bigger ones was drew chronic. Did you see this one? Drew Chronic, uh, who was a uh, runs that hybrid wing T offense, was hired as Navy's head coach. He was previously at Mercer, where he was twenty eight and seventeen, uh, and before that he was at Lenore Ryan on the D two ranks. Um, so now we have an opening with the Mercer Bears. That word, there was a lot of hype. Kind of a would you say Mercer had a, had a disappointing season? What would you say about Mercer this past year? I mean, I remember when we were kind of looking through Mercer was one uh, that we were both kind of like right around, I think two or three in the SoCon for, um, they were, they were perplexing because they had a lot of pieces back, but they also lost a lot of key pieces. I mean, I think you make the playoffs, you know, that's not a bad year. So um, I wouldn't say disappointing. It maybe fell a little flatter than they would have hoped, but I wouldn't say disappointing. I was a bit surprised that he took the Navy offensive coordinating position because I don't think it's very common that you see Navy offense coordinators. I know Nia Montalolo was for Paul Johnson, but it's not often you see the offensive coordinator. I feel like of Navy getting hired as a head coaching spot. So I would think you, you, you keep at Mercer there. You keep winning and it's a better path, but I don't know more money. I'm sure it was more money. So maybe that's all the difference in the world. Well, uh, especially with, with everything they're trying to do to basically get the triple option out of the game. I don't know if I'd want any part of anything to do with that as a, as a, as a coach looking to, to move along, you know, it, it only takes one, uh, one job going South to really set you back a long time. So that's yeah. a risky move. And, but, and we are strong uh, fighters against the, the, the people that think that they should get the triple option out of the game. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's kind of the core fundamentals of football and uh, 75% of the team should run it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's one thing I did see though, is the army black Knight switching back to the mm-hmm. triple option after, after fucking around with trying to pass the ball last year, it didn't really work out the way Jeff Munkin wanted got rid of the OC new OC coming in. They're running uh, more of the triple option that they ran previously. Um, other news. So, so Mercer's open now. We'll see what they, what they do on their coaching front. Now we had thought that Fred McNair leaving Alcorn state after a seven and four record in 23 and a 48 and 33 record in seven seasons 
meant he was taking a better job. I don't know what the hell's going on there because um, Alcorn's already moved on to Cedric Thomas. They brought in Cedric Thomas, the defense coordinator from Arkansas Pine Bluff and uh, Mississippi Delta. That That's their guy. But we thought Texas Southern was hiring McNair. It was chaotic what happened down there at Texas Southern. You know, Clarence McKinney, three and eight, wasn't cutting it. 12 and 35 in five years, they fired him. So we didn't know. We thought it was going to be McNair. There's speculation. And then the, the, the announcement never came. Well, they went out and made an official hire on January 12th, uh, earlier today. Uh, Chris Dishman, former uh, Houston. Houston Oilers second, uh, you know, cornerback that was really good back in the eighties and nineties. Also played for the Redskins and the Vikings. If memory serves me correct, maybe the chiefs too, but uh, this guy played NFL pro bowler was a defensive coordinator. Most recently in the USFL and the XFL. And I thought he did a decent job. I kind of came out of the fucking blue. I, I mean, I guess he's got the Houston Oilers thing that he can maybe come in there, but that was a long time ago. I don't know if that these 18 year olds, 17 year olds are going to remember Chris Dishon on the Oilers, but your thoughts on the hire. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm very confused by the whole situation uh, with Texas, Texas Southern as well. Um, the hire for Alcorn States, what you're talking about, correct? Yeah. I was looking at something. I'm well, no, 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 no. I mean like Texas Southern, like in general, I'm talking about the whole situation. I'm, su- I'm surprised by Dishman landing at Texas Southern. Okay. I'm surprised that, that Fred McNair uh, didn't work out at Texas Southern because that was, you know, he never coached there. We thought that's why he was leaving Alcorn state. Right. Right. And now he's, he's nowhere, I guess. So, and- so <laughs> what I was just looking into, cause I, I was trying to catch up on what's happening too. So it was, uh, they failed to come to mutual agreements on the contract, uh, between Texas Southern and McNair. So apparently, uh, you know, all along the board of who makes these decisions at Texas Southern, that was their top candidate. They even came out, they said, McNair's the guy we want, which makes total sense. Cause I think he's a great coach. I think we both agree on that. Um, but they couldn't come to agreements. Now the really confusing part is that the next preference for, for the members of the board, uh, was actually former wide receiver, Andre Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, how this all shook out to where none of those guys landed there. Uh, very, very confusing for Texas Southern. And, and I got to think that that much turmoil in the off season and, and as, as time goes on and you're supposed to be getting a recruiting cycle going, you know, start meeting all your players, get this figured out, it, you know, you're wasting time. So, uh, the new hire there, that's, that's going to be a tough job. You've already missed some time. The players weren't expecting you to be there. Uh, the fan base was kind of thinking a little bigger, you know, Fred McNair, that's a good name. Andre Johnson, that's a flashy name. And then, you know, you end up where you end up. So, uh, with, with Dishman, I, I, I don't know. I think he's got his work cut out for him. I think the whole situation makes his job that much harder. And, and I did see though, that, uh, Florida A and M you know what, you know, obviously Willie, Willie Simmons is off to the Duke blue devils with Manny Diaz now, but Florida a and M still, I think is one where everyone's speculating that the Rattlers could be the de- the home destination. Cause it's puzzling. Then why did McNair leave Alcorn? I know he wasn't, I guess, given the contract extension he wanted, but still it's a bit perplexing. And you have now Florida a and M one of the only teams left, obviously Mercer added to that list uh, recently in the past, you know, a couple of days. Um, uh, there's two, two open jobs now. So two open jobs are down to that member. We're going to do an episode grading every single uh, hire on what we think 
what we can deduce from all of that, all the coaching uh, hoopla, but um, yeah, something to monitor there. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we, we get out of here, cause I know, you know, there's not much every day. The portal's going fucking insane, but the amount of quarterbacks, and this is back to something you brought up a minute ago, Clifton McDowell loses the national championship. He hits the portal. And if you pull up like the passing numbers from a year ago, um, in the FCS, you really, you really see that almost all the players. So Poffenberger, Reese Poffenberger leaves Albany for the second time. Remember he left, he left for old dominion for a little bit and then came back. Uh, so now he's, he's, he's going to the Miami hurricanes and Mario Cristobal. I'm sure they cut him a nice check. So I can't blame him in that regard, but you look at that. You like the move for him though. I mean, we were such uh, such big fans of Poff all season, man. I, I, I'm torn. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I think he's good enough potentially to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe you just a move to the FBS helps, you know, the chances of him playing in the NFL. I don't know, but I can tell you this. I wouldn't want to go to Miami. I would, I mean, oh. yes, unless they cut me a big bag of check, you know, a big bag of, of cash. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, cause Miami's kind of been a disaster. Everyone thought Van Dyke would end up a uh, Tyler Van Dyke would end up a 15 top 15 pick. And now he's off to Wisconsin. Jake Garcia went to Mizzou. It just seems like it's a rotating chair now. Um, but if you're cutting a guy six figures or something, I can't blame him. You know what I mean? I can't blame him. Um, even if he never goes to the NFL, the fact you could, I don't know if they're giving $500,000 that could do a lot for your life. To, yeah. to, 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 he's still got multiple years left too. Um, you know, he's only a junior next year, so he's got two years left so he could transfer again, theoretically. Um, but it's not only him, you know, if you pull up the top 25 passers, it's really a ton of, a ton of quarterbacks. And that's kind of been the hard thing to grasp, I think. And it's the future of the sport. Unfortunately, the FCS is going to be the farm system for the FBS, Max Brosmer, New Hampshire star quarterback, you know, he's got one year left. He cashed in and I'm under the illusion. At least he cashed in. He went to Minnesota with the golden Gophers. Um, we saw Gronowski was one that I'm monitoring. Um, but we've also seen, you know, some of the other ones, they graduate Kasim Hill doesn't have any eligibility left, but you go to the ones that, that essentially do. And Giovanni McCoy ends up at Oregon state. Um, Brian's Zevi Ekos ends up at Washington state. And you you keep going down the ranks here. Haj Malik Williams ends up at uh, what UNLV now. Um, It just seems like almost all the quarterbacks, either all the great quarterbacks with the exception of Gronowski, really, uh, I guess you could say Derek Robertson, Maine's quarterback. He, what he transferred to Monmouth. So that's one where they're at least they're, they're staying in the FCS, but a lot of these FCS stud quarterbacks um, have, have hit the portal. What was it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now on Furman's quarterback. What, what am I oh, Furman's quarterback? He's a baller. He hit the portal. Um, I don't know if he's landed anywhere yet. Why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? I actually am too. I can't, th- I keep thinking uh hires and that's Samford, Tyler Huff, um, Tyler Huff. Yeah. Huff. Um, uh, you know, that's so you're talking like all the, uh, now maybe he comes back. I don't know, but he hit the portal. Uh, it seems like every good quarterback hit the portal in the FCS. Um, it's just concerning 
looking forward to next year and trying to, 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 you know, project all of this movement. Um, I don't know. What's your, why, why? I mean, I guess you, you can't blame them because they're grabbing a check or trying to grab a check, but at the same time, it's hard for continuity base, you know, to, to, to preview a whole subdivision here when, you know, in the FBS, you know, you knew Caleb Williams, even though he transferred, you knew he was coming back to USC this past year. You knew, uh, you know, McCarthy was coming back to Michigan. Yes. A lot of quarterbacks transfer, but you still, you still knew a good chunk of Quinn. Yours was coming back to Texas, even though I know a couple years ago, he was at Ohio state. I I don't know how healthy that is for the sports popularity. If you have the best quarterbacks transferring out McDowell, as I alluded to in Montana, uh, a, do you think they're all going to find a home or do you think this is something that, 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 you know, maybe, maybe Huff and McDowell end up, end up staying put or, you know, and, and what, what do you think about this for the entire sport? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you for one, as far as them coming back or staying put, if I'm a teammate and you, you book it, I mean, even though I understand sometimes it's for the better, like, you know, it'd be hard if I was uh, an Albany great day and to be mad at big Papa Poff for heading off to Miami in the FBS. But at the same time, like if you backtrack and come back, I, I think that's got to hurt team chemistry, hurt, hurt the mood a little bit. So I, I don't know if that works out. What I'd like to see with these guys these, these quarterbacks, what, what baffles me is you don't see a ton of the FBS guys coming down to FCS. And that's something I think you'd see more of because you want to see the field. You want to play like you were naming the guys. You were naming Quinn Ewers and, and Caleb Williams. These are guys that, you know, when they did transfer, it's either, you know, Ewers wasn't getting the, the reps at Ohio State. He thought he should have been playing. Okay, I'm going to book it. I'm going to go to Texas. They're going to play me. Williams, he left. He followed his coach to USC. So when the big names in the FBS – Typically, if they transfer, it's it's for a, a fairly good reason. Now, the FCS, you're seeing these guys that are in the playoffs getting this, you know, the, the the screen time actually because they're in the FCS playoffs that people do follow. I'm surprised to see them going to teams where you know, Poff, Miami. As much as I don't think Cristobal is a great coach, what Cristobal is is a good recruiter and a good snake oil salesman, right? So he gets big time recruits to come there. He gets guys in the portal. I don't know that Poff is going to see the field, so you know. Wow, the NIL, I get it. You know, maybe the money's good there in Miami, but I, I would rather personally see the field. And then that's coming from yeah. a guy who used five hundred thousand dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So well, Ma- and by the way, Matthew Sluka is another one. It seems like every great quarterback, Tommy yeah. Schuster. I didn't mention. I mean, I mentioned him earlier in the episode, but add in Matthew Sluka, Tommy Schuster. Just seems like every good quarterback that is not a senior graduating, for the most part. You know, there's a couple exceptions. Um, has, has hit the portal and, uh, you know, as either maybe they haven't found a home yet, but they're looking for a home and, uh, yeah, you know, I, the, and, and to, to play it back the other way, you know, actually let, let me read an ad and then I'll, 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 I'll make a point on a few that have added, uh, you know, have, have committed to FCS schools, but I just don't know that there's that much traction on them. Let's see. But before I do all that, folks, I want to tell you that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, and college basketball. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats and cash in people. So watch along, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash on underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's underdog fantasy promo code S. GPN. 
Rasa brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start research and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we are back on the FCS college football experience. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there are a few. There are a few that I, that if you go out there and look. So I know this one because I'm an East Carolina Pirate fan. Mason Garcia, who was actually one of the bigger recruits in ECU history, he just didn't work out at quarterback for ECU. This is a guy, though, he is committed to Austin P. Uh, that's a nice get considering how big of a recruit he was for ECU. Now I know Austin P obviously coaching change. We'll see how everything works out. Um, you know, w- with, with the governors there as, uh, as Scotty Walden left for, for UTEP. And then they hired UCLA tight end coach, Jeff Ferris, but that's one there's, a, there's a few others. And I don't know that these will jump at you. Tevin Carter was a quarterback at Memphis. That could be interesting. That went to Tennessee state and Eddie George. And there's still some names in the portal that I think potentially could. I know Clay Millen, Hugh Millen's son from Colorado State could could end up in the FCS or something. But uh, that was one that that uh, Tevin Carter, uh, Kaya Sh- Sh- Sharon uh, from Kentucky commits to UT Martin. Jake Rubley from from Kansas State landed at Illinois State. Uh, so there's been a few. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, th- I, th- I thought there was a couple more that caught my eye. Um, Dewan Mathis, I, f- I find very yes, intriguing. Yes, Dewan Mathis was one that was once a big time recruit for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Colton Ga- uh, Gaither from South Carolina committed to Gardner Webb. That's something to monitor as well. Justin Fomby from the Yukon. Uh, 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 no, I'm sorry, from uh, Houston Christian transferred over to uh, North Carolina A&T. Um, that was an FCS through FCS one, but, uh, Avion Smith, the guy who, who won the Mac championship for Marshall, I mean, I'm not Marshall, Miami, Ohio, you know, he landed Alabama, Alabama, A&M. That was an interesting one to me as well. Um, but yes, I understand what's your point. And then Brady Shannon was a UCF quarterback that landed at Youngstown state. Um, but I understand your point. I don't know if that there's any like home run ones here. Uh, D, uh, Dijon Jennings from uh, Akron lands at Weber State. Uh, obviously, we talked Daniel Richardson, former Central Michigan quarterback in Florida Atlantic coach, going to Florida A and M. Uh, Luke McPhail from Syracuse to Utah Tech. Brady Olson is an interesting one from UMass to, to Central Connecticut State. I actually think that might be a pretty good get there for the Blue, the Blue Devils. Um, Jonathan Bennett. This is one we should talk about. Jonathan Bennett played some at Liberty, not really this year, two years ago, mm-hmm. played pretty decently. He uh, committed to the Citadel. I, I like that get for the Citadel. Uh, another one, Carlos Davis, who just, uh, just, I know last year was at UMass. He transferred into UMass, competed for the starting job. Didn't get it previously was the quarterback at Western Carolina two years ago. He hit the portal and he landed at Towson. That's a nice get for the Towson Tigers, I think. Um, but yes, uh, this is something we'll monitor on this show. But I mean, do any of those 
really, uh, I think, you know, those could be some big time quarterbacks next season in the FCS, but I don't know. In general, I do think it's a problem for the sport though, is that all their best players we'll see where Saluka ends up. We'll see where some of the other names end up, you know, but uh, yeah, I think it's a problem moving forward. Uh, I, I think some of the, some of the problem is going to be, you know, for so, someone like me, um, you know, I know, I know you do the college basketball shows and stuff and I, I really like college basketball, but I will admit that I do not follow college basketball like I used to. And a lot of it was the one and done thing, man. It, it's hard to follow now with the transfer portal, it's starting to get that feel where, you know, my problem with the one and dones is unless you're talking about a team like Wisconsin or Northwestern, where they typically trot out, you know, 50 year seniors and stuff, you don't have the name familiarity with the teams. You know, the guys are in and out, it's a revolving door. And then you throw the portal into the mix too. And it's like, Oh my God. So that's kind of what I worry about when you're talking, you know, a brand is, is, you know, when I turn on the Albany great Danes next year, I'm going to be trying to figure out a whole new, Team. quarterback situation. Yeah. yeah a whole yeah. new team, especially yeah. offense. So uh, very, very, very tough to gauge there. Um, one, one I'm seeing here. That's, that's very interesting to me. I don't know anything about him, but Matt O'Dowd from LSU, he went to Marist. <laughs> so that could be one to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, stone uh, Stern stone early, the uh, North Texas head, uh, head coach. What am I talking about? North Texas quarterback. <laughs> He landed mm-hmm. at Abilene Christian. That's one to watch too, because he, he, he started a few games at North Texas and uh, yeah, I think that could be one that uh, really helps the wildcats there. But yeah, I mean, dude, it is. And, and the one and done actually, the NIL, here's the thing. The NIL is kind of saved. You don't have much one and done now in college hoops with the NIL. The problem is those, the portals insane. So <laughs> you're seeing that now. Uh, what I, 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 Arch Manning made $3 million speculated this uh, never even took a snap for the Longhorns, so you get stuff like that going. It's actually in a way better to be in college and a pro for a couple of years. Um, I don't know. I mean, all of it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to preview, you know, best transfer classes, all that stuff when it all when the when the when the dust settles. Uh, right now, there's still you know. I know the transfer window closes, I think in like three or four days, but I know it opens again in the spring. So uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do, maybe we'll, maybe, maybe we'll do best classes during, you know, for right now when the portal shuts on January 15th or 16th, whenever it is, uh, then, you know, we'll do it again later on. But uh, yeah, obviously, you know, some big names. What De- we didn't even talk running backs, Desmond Reed, Western Carolina goes to Pitt. Uh, Jawan Howell, the, the stud running back for South Carolina State, it goes to the Gamecocks. Uh, there, there's a there's a bunch of others too. There's there's other names in the portal that are all kind of uh, kind of shocking. But uh, we'll have you covered as we move forward. But yeah, the season comes to an end. What was the biggest surprise for you this season? Was it the Albany Great Danes? Was it uh, the Montana story after they looked like kind of kind of like shit the first month of the season? Um, was it the Idaho Vandals? Uh, all the players transferring. What what do you think the biggest surprise was for you at the end of the day for for this whole season? You know, I'm gonna go with uh, John Troxel and the Lafayette Leopards as just a big fan of them all year. I remember we talked about Lafayette in the preseason and for some reason, uh, the Troxel, you know, being D three and all that, uh, and being successful down there. And, and what we know those guys have done over the last few years with guys like Leipold and devour 
Um, you know, I was, I was a big fan of that hire and, and to see what he did so fast there at Lafayette. And then the fact that they should have taken down a blue blood that's transferring to the FBS like Delaware. Um, they, they really, they should have won that game in the playoffs and taken them down taken down the blue hen. So um, that was the funnest one by far for me. And, and definitely one of the most surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, did you see how many players from Austin P landed at UTEP? It's like Austin P's whole team now is at UTEP. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and Austin P brought in a lot of FBS talent that um, I'm sure they'll be up towards the top of the uh, best in class. Yeah, yeah, folks, don't worry. If you think this season's over, I mean, we know the season's over, but if you think we're going away, we're not. We're going to keep talking about stuff as uh, as you know the off season. Still a fun time to talk. Uh, college football with the FCS uh, college football experience. And we'll, we'll, we'll note those other coaching uh, hires that happen, obviously two, two open positions and we're going to grade every single coach go through back big time background check. All right. We're like the fucking FBI over here. Let's go. Uh, until then we'll be back next week, but give Mike Rose a follow on Twitter at GCG underscore wins. And make sure you tune in to the golf coast guru. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Subscribe, 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 or follow, 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 and then subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience. That's the hub for all of our college content. We do the college basketball experience every single night. I got to go live in about 52 minutes talking college hoops, big ass slate tomorrow. Check out the college basketball experience. Last night I dropped a college baseball experience with that season going into full swing in about a month. Uh, and we also talk FBS. We talked about Nick Saban's retirement and did a look at the SC, the SEC 2024 schedule. That episode's out there on the college football experience. And this is the FCS college football experience. So we got you covered when it comes to college sports. We're even going to have a frozen four preview, I think at some point in March. Uh, so folks subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience. Also remember, check out the sports gallery podcast folks until next time. This is the FCS college football experience. Congrats to those jackrabbits. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.